0: welcome to the there's more podcast i'm rachel and i'm karen and we are helping women dream bigger pray bolder and live
1: empowered and we are being joined by ann wilson who's a a new friend of ours rachel and i got to be on their um, podcaster Mm -hmm. and her husband dave wilson have a podcast together and she is really talking about just the journey that god has taken her on they have they were in ministry for years and years and years and doing all the things had all the knowledge but just didn't have a revelation of God's love and the freedom that He wanted to bring her. And I think that's such a common struggle for all of us. It's like we have the head knowledge, we just can't seem to get it in our hearts. And so if you've struggled with wanting to be free, but not really being able to experience the abundant life that He has for you, this is the podcast for you. We're just excited for what she
0: releases at the end. Yeah, welcome to the There's More podcast. Ann yeah. Wilson, welcome to the There Is More podcast. Oh my Thank goodness. You. We it's are so good
2: to be with you.
0: Well, we met Ann and Dave down at Family Life today. We flew down to Orlando. Karen and I were like, why are they calling us? <laughs> 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 and flew down to Orlando and was planned so far in advance. I was like, what is happening? These people were like on They're it and serious. they read through all of our content and done the Bible study. It was amazing. I was like, God, that's the kind of people we need to help yeah. us with the podcast. But <laughs> but we met y'all. We didn't know you. And immediately yeah. we're like, okay, Clip. these are our people. Okay. So mm. she's got, we got to get her on the podcast. And we just want our viewers to hear a little bit of your story and it's so powerful what God's done in your life and just what ministry has looked like for you and Dave, but you particularly, you know, just what you've walked out of. And I, I think it's just going to give so much hope to our viewers that God is in the mission of using our brokenness to bring the kingdom, you know? And mm. so, will you just share a little bit about your story?
2: Yeah. Well, first, I love you too. I so connect and I know all your listeners do too. To you, your walk with God. So thanks for having me Mm -hmm. on. Um, I grew up in Ohio and I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Uh, I had a great mom and dad of three siblings, but um, I grew up in a community where um, just growing up, there was some sexual abuse that Mm -hmm. went on. Mm -hmm. No faith in our family. Um, And we're very driven. And so kind of, I grew up with this shame, this hidden secret. Mm. And when you're little, you don't even know how to process that. It it, it feels just normal because it's a part of who you are and Pornography was all over the neighbors, um, the dads, the uncles, all the people, all these people had pornography. So that was very common and normal. Um, I had people that some older boys were saying, hey, try to sneak and find this pornography for my little cousin and I, and we'd give it to the boys. Um, But then I also had this family that like were winners. We are the best. We don't try to do our best. We become the best. Mm. And so I moved away from that little town when I was about seven years old and left behind some of that abusive situation. And um, I remember there was this person that told me, you know, when I, this is when I was eight years old, I was in the second grade and they said, you know, the stuff that was going on with you and This boy, and then later a relative, he said, "Um, you're going to, that's how you have babies, you know. And so these were my first prayers to God. God. I didn't know God, but as a little girl, I started praying Mm. of God, don't let me have a baby yet. I'm only eight what will I tell my mom? And it wasn't like, it wasn't how you got pregnant, but Mm -hmm. you know, they didn't know, but there was this fear. And I started talking to God and this, this deep down shame. And so then what do you do with all of your hurts and your wounds? As a little kid, I just stuff them down and Mm -hmm. I try to become better. Mm -hmm. And I try to compete in everything and girls became my competition. I was a gymnast and, um, I came home one time, I think I was 10, and I had meddled in this big, um, it was like a regional big meet, and I had meddled in every event, and I had gotten like a fourth in the all around, and I was pretty new in the sport, and I remember telling my mom, oh, when my dad comes home, I was the youngest of four, and my brother comes home from this big baseball tournament. I have all my medals laid out, tell them to come in and look at what oh, I've done. Oh and God. so they came in the room, they woke me up and I'm like, did you guys see what I did? And I remember, and their heart, let me say this. Yeah. Their hearts were right. Yeah. You know, this is something that like they didn't know. And and I remember them saying, hey, we are the Barons. We are the best. Wow don't be satisfied with what you did. Don't come home unless you have first place. Oh, and you guys, I had this, like, now I've got this, I already had this pressure, but now I have this fear of failure. It just plagues me. So then, you know, I'm growing up and I'm trying my best. So I'm the performer. I'm trying to get good grades. I'm trying to meet all these, you know, and all these sports. Mm-hmm. And I do well on the outside. Everything looks great. Mm-hmm. And I had a sister um, who's now passed. But for some reason, when I was a teenager, she's six years older, we started pulling out a Bible. My mom brought this Bible home. We had never seen one. We started reading it. I think she was 19, maybe, yeah. probably a little younger than actually and i remember we were reading the gospels we we slept in a full size bed yeah and and i remember her reading out loud to me and i said i don't understand like i hear what jesus is saying how do we get to heaven is it just by being good and doing good i'm trying wow. um and so we made a pact with one another Whoever finds out first will tell the other. Oh my gosh, wow.
1: this is so precious. Oh, wow. And you
2: guys, she, my sister, I loved her. I thought she was so beautiful. She was so bulimic. Um, oh, wow. She got married when she was 20. She moved away. Mm. It makes me teary talking yeah. about this. Mm. Um, and she became anorexic mm. and she was in a terrible marriage. And um, it was like, I could see her. I could see losing her and she was my very best friend. Mm -hmm. And when she came home this one time, she looked amazing. And I could tell, I'm like, are you not? I knew that she was bulimic. She was was purging all the time and she wasn't anorexic. And I said, what has happened to you? I'm 16 now. And she said, Ann, remember when we used to read the Bible? I have found life. I found how we find eternal life. I found Jesus and I know how we can get to him. And you guys, I'm 16 years old. And I remember saying, I'm kind of into guys now. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) It's going to mess me up. (laughs) I'm I'm not really (laughs) interested in Jesus. And I had become this girl that like, I was sleeping with my boyfriend. Mm. Um, You know, I'm trying to find somebody who will love me. And she goes, no, I have to tell you about him. Wow. So I was in track season. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go run six miles. If you want to run with me, you can. And I knew this girl is never going to make two miles. Right. (laughs) So she starts running with me. She never runs. She's telling me all about Jesus. She's sharing the gospel. And this is like, it all makes sense. So we get home. She had talked the whole time. Like that was a miracle. I got down on my knees and I gave my life to Jesus and I surrendered my life to him. And I really thought, and I was on fire. Mm. Jesus, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to serve you and love you. And, I married, I met my husband and he was on fire for Jesus. He was new in his faith. Mm. And we're like, "I we're going to change the world <laughs> together. We were so excited. I was obnoxious and sharing my faith. It was like, I did, I'm i telling my family, we are all going to hell unless we <laughs> give our lives to Jesus. <laughs> I was that works, so obnoxious. Right? <laughs> so then um, I'm thinking because Jesus is in my life. My marriage is going to be amazing. We go on staff with crew and I'm just like, this is going to be incredible. We're going to have the best marriage of any person in the universe because we love Jesus so much. And then we start struggling, struggling in the first year to the point where I tell Dave, like, it was the biggest mistake of my life to marry you. And he said, oh yeah, Yeah, it was the biggest mistake of my life. And so I was thinking like, Lord, where do you fit into this? I don't understand. And I thought, and we knew that we'd probably be in full-time ministry our whole lives. And so we went to seminary and I'm, and in seminary, it was wonderful. I learned so much and I'm becoming like, here's, here was my problem. (laughs) Remember the game Kerplunk? Mm -hmm. Yes. So the game Kerplunk has all those marbles at the top bin, but then they have all the sticks that keeps the marbles from going down into this bigger Mm -hmm. thing. I I knew in my head, and I read it in the Bible and I studied it in seminary how much God loves me. (laughs) I could not get it down into my heart. Uh I just I couldn't like I know that God, I know it, but the things that I was saying to myself every day were is are the things that I said to myself growing up years and years I'd look in the mirror and I'd say things like why are you so ugly Mm -hmm. you're so fat Mm -hmm. are you so dumb you don't have very many friends why can't you be better at this and Mm -hmm. why not you know it's constant negativity yeah and I didn't even know that I was doing it honestly because I had done it my whole life yeah I remember when I was 16. Well, and let me say this. So this is this is the turmoil I was in. And when Jesus said, and I would read John 10, 10, <laughs> you know, I'd always read the part like when Jesus saying, I came that you might have life and have it to the full. I was like, that's what I want. And when he said, like, I came to set the captive free. I want that. I just. Oh, I couldn't get it. Right. Mm. Mm. And sometimes I'd miss the beginning of John 10, 10. <laughs> yeah. When it says the thief comes only, only to steal, kill and destroy. And I never thought of it personally as my, for myself. Yeah. And and I think, I look at it now. I think the enemy, mm-hmm. here's what I feel like. I've told this to my grandkids. Mm-hmm been married 42 years. We have six grandkids. And I remember saying to my oldest granddaughter, who was only three at the time, I can imagine the day that God started thinking about you. Mm. And they call me Nani, like, Nani, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. I said, I'm just imagining God in heaven and the angels are around him and he's in the throne room. And he said something like, you know, wouldn't it be cool if he said something like, today I'm going to start creating Olive Wilson. Mm. (laughs) And the angels are all excited and there's this flutter in the throne room. And he said, I'm going to make Olive so she has this compassionate heart, but she's strong and she's a leader and she's a protector of people. I'm going to give her blonde hair and (laughs) blue eyes. And the angel's like, oh, this is going to be so amazing. (laughs) And then when when he's done thinking, he's not only thinking about you, telling the angels about you. Olive, and then he holds you up and he said, This is going to be Olive Wilson. And the angels are like, Yeah. Oh my gosh, what a beautiful picture. (laughs) And she's so excited about it. And she says, Tell me again. Tell me again. And it made me think of, and then I started telling her about Psalm 139 Mm -hmm. of how God knit you together in your mother's womb. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. There aren't any mistakes about you. Yeah. And so then when I take that, go back to John 10, 10, and, and Satan is only trying to steal, kill and destroy what? So many things, but one of them is our identity yeah, and who God made us to be. And he's saying, I will do anything in my power for this girl never to live out what God put right. in her That's and right. made her to live out. Yeah, And so when I take that to myself and mm-hmm. I think God had this. And for every single one of us, Mm -hmm. I look at you too, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: like, oh, God is like, wait, Mm -hmm. oh, I have so much for you. Mm -hmm. For every single person, I have so much for you. Yeah. And Satan says, I will do everything in my power Mm -hmm. that you are held captive for the rest of your life. And you'll never live out all that God put in you. Yeah. Yeah. And so that became this quest for me. Like, how do I get free? How do I get the Mm -hmm. love up here down into my heart? And I've started tracking a little bit of here's what I'm thinking. Like, oh, I'm saying these negative things constantly to myself. God doesn't speak to me like that.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And I talked to you guys when you were in studio with us, but I had already done some good healing, some counseling. But a guy named Jamie Winship came to our church and his wife, Donna Winship. And they are, you guys had them on, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's our number one interview that we've ever done. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So I'm having dinner with Jamie was there with Donna. And he starts talking about identity and he starts telling these stories. And he starts talking about how God names us and calls us. I'm like, that, that's what I'm right there. That's what I want. And so I had called Donna, his wife. and like, I am coming wherever you are to yeah. learn how to be set free mm. at, because I want to set other people free because right. Jesus said we should be free. That's right. So that began this whole new journey of going into the past and letting God heal some of yeah. those past wounds.
0: And how long has that been? And how, when, when did that transpire? When did that dinner with Jamie where you were like, okay, that is. I'm not experiencing, you have to yeah. recognize, like, I'm not experiencing yeah. that to want to experience that. Yeah.
2: That's probably been, I'm trying to think, maybe eight, eight years ago. Yeah. And I had done some healing, but the way Jamie and Donna explained it. Yeah. Oh, I just felt like that's simple. It's beautiful. It makes sense. It's biblical, mm-hmm. and so that kind of put me on not not only for me, but I just have so many friends, sisters in Christ, and we are
1: locked up. So we just appreciate y'all joining us, and we've been referring a lot. Sometimes in our podcast, you hear about this thing called Father's House, mm-hmm. and. We just know that sometimes when you hear these incredible stories from these incredible guests, you wonder, how did these people learn this? Yeah. How did they have these kind of encounters? And so we wanna tell you about a resource that Rachel and I have written that is gonna give you
0: that that more, the yeah, more lifestyle. Absolutely, so you can go to fathershousestudy.com and we have an eight week Bible study encounter. It's just gonna walk you to the journey That you've heard a lot about in these podcasts and we want to offer you a 20% discount and we hope that you will check it out. We think it'll change your life forever and it'll take you on a journey that leads home.
1: I track with your story. I mean like down to being Karen, I know down (laughs) to being the youngest of four down to the age of abuse down to, I mean, it's crazy. Our parallels. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, and I had that same issue where I, I got to a point where I knew so much of the word, but yeah. I wasn't free. Yeah. So it was like, if the truth, you know, will set you free, why wasn't I free? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and but it's because my heart had not experienced the truth. My head knew the yes. truth, but that yes. doesn't change you. Mm-mm. And so what did healing look like? How, like for people who are listening like, okay, I want that. How do I get that? Yeah. I I yeah. mean, I know, I can't imagine how many people were saying, yes, yes, this is me. <laughs> I've got it in my head, but I can't feel it in my heart. What was there a, a you know, was it inner healing prayer or was it yeah. what what was yeah. it?
2: It was that one is I think the most important thing, and I did this a while back, was I have everything surrendered to Jesus at at the foot of the cross. Yeah. I'm not holding back anything anymore because I want Jesus to have all of me, mm-hmm. everything. And I, I think it's so beautiful because when we're at that point, when we're all in with mm-hmm, him, yeah, mm-hmm, I just love that he sets us on this journey when we say, Lord, I want to be free. I feel yes. like he puts people in our path to yeah. help take off the shackles. Yeah. He could do it overnight, and mm-hmm. but there's the beauty to the process of going back into the wounds because mine were, I had so many wounds and they were all bandaged in the, in the, Infection was seeping out Mm -hmm. into the people I loved. Mm -hmm. Whereas now I still have scars, but they're healed.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah.
2: So we can show those off. So to answer your question, yes, the healing prayer to me was, oh, I can go back over the things that really have hurt and harmed me and scarred me Mm -hmm. and twisted the way I think Mm -hmm. and get set free. And I'll give you an example of that. But one of the things I talk about too is when I started discovering this I gave I do a talk on it where I got an actual dog cage mm-hmm. yeah. and I got into the dog cage mm-hmm. yeah. because I said all of us are captives yeah. but Jesus died and shed his blood in order that we be set free and the door is open mm. we just have to come out <laughs> but we don't realize we're free. And so we get back in and there's certain triggers that cause us to go back into the cage. Yeah. And so when I get triggered now and I start thinking and believing the lies, yeah. now I feel like I know how to do it. So let me give you the example. I go to, down to Houston with the windships, and they put on a little, like a, a great group of people came together and They kind of walk through this workshop. He probably shared a lot of it of how to be set free. And Jamie's book is so good because Mm -hmm. he walks through the whole thing. So Donna sits down with me and they pray. They say, let's clear the room, which I always think that's interesting. And so they basically pray a gospel prayer of this is who Jesus is. This is what he's done. This is why we have authority by the blood of the cross and he is risen. And so he had uh, they asked to to silence the room of the enemy's lies or past lies that we carry. So mm. we did that. So good. And then Donna asked me an interesting question because I've done some of this healing prayer. I've heard about it. It has a lot of different names. Yeah. And yeah. this case, she asked this question, which I said, Oh, that's an interesting question. She said, just close your eyes and I want you and to picture God. And I said to her, Oh, that's an interesting way, <laughs> you know, because I now know a lot of this stuff. Yeah, and I've yeah. done some inner healing. Like, oh, that's an interesting way to start. <laughs> and I said, Well, I see God as spirit, as powerful. I see him in the wind. I don't see a face of him. I just see this powerful wind and the spirit, and this, and I have these names coming up through his powerful spirit names like, um, um, judgment, mm-hmm. um, fierce, um, righteous, holy. And as I was saying that, my eyes are closed. And I said out loud, huh, there aren't any loving names. <laughs> <laughs> Where's love and yes. mercy. And because goodness, and I, and I had, I had said like, Oh, I used to feel like this about Jesus, but now with Jesus, I feel like I've healed some of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, am I seeing God as I'm not worthy? And she says, oh, I'll go approach God. And I'm like, darn, I can't get to him. Mm-hmm. And this is what I used to be with Jesus. I couldn't even approach him. And yeah. why? Because I'm too unworthy to approach the mm-hmm. king. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, what are you doing? And I'm picturing this. We use our imaginations for all kinds of things. Why wouldn't we use the powerful gift of the Holy Spirit abiding in us, living in us, to walk us through this? And I said, I can't get to him because of my shame, Uh because of my unworthiness. Mm -hmm. I'm too dark and dirty to be able to approach him. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, and this is the question you guys have. And you guys do this in in your work too. Yeah. Where was the first time Holy yeah. Spirit show Anne the first time she felt so unworthy?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I pictured myself. I won't go into the details, but in a bathroom, yeah. um, being abused, uh, and then I was locked in there for a little bit, and I didn't have any clothes on. And <laughs> that's that's the first place mm-hmm. that I went. Mm-hmm. And so as we did that, um, we went through some questions of, uh, what do you feel? You know, I said, I feel unworthy. I feel like, what's wrong with me that these things happened to me? Mm -hmm. What did I do? Why am I so broken? And so I take those things before the king, in my head, she said, I want you to take all those things you felt, and I want you now, I want you to give them to Jesus. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, I see that I am giving it to him. She said, what is he doing with what you gave him? It's my sin and my d- darkness. It's, it's the shame. So, I mean, it's shame. Yeah. yeah, And I said, oh, he's burying it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was interesting. And she said this, she said, now confess to him Um, what was now confess give a confession to him like confession like this is the problem i always thought it was me <laughs> that's right he said no confession is telling the truth that's of what right. the lie that you came to believe about yourself right mm-hmm. that was like wait wait what right.
0: mm-hmm.
2: confession is telling the truth of the lie you started believing about yourself that is not true of your true identity right your god-given identity yeah and so I said, Lord, I started feeling unworthy when this happened, and this is the lie, and this is what I felt, and this is the truth. So I handed all that to him. He buried it, and I said, oh, he's on his knees, and he's burying all the junk and the shame and the unworthiness. Yeah. And he, this is the beauty, the beautiful part of the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. And then I said, oh, wait, all these white daisies are popping out of the dirt and she says, "Well, Holy Spirit, why are there daisies popping out of the earth?" And I heard Jesus said because what you thought was dark and and so grotesque that you wanted no one to see, I will use as a bright light to let to set other people free. Yeah. It's what I have done. The cross and my blood have made you as white as snow. And so, and then the very last thing that we did, and this is true for a lot of healing prayer. She said, Ann, go into that bathroom when you were a little girl and f- where's Jesus in the room? Mm-hmm. I like this because we create neurological pathways of sure. what happened. And now I see Jesus That's and he's right. holding me yeah, and he's weeping and he's sorry for what had happened. Yeah. And, um. And it, it creates this whole different pathway of now I see that I'm healed. Jesus was with me. He's taken it right. and he's cleansed me and he has set me free. Mm. And I wish I could say that was the, you know, and then I'm all good. But then you find like after time, you find other areas and sure. other things mm. and other ways
1: Ways that God wants to heal us and set us
0: free.
1: Yeah. Wow. But you know, there's such a domino effect mm-hmm. with it. Cause I, again, I've shared a very similar experience, almost almost identical. almost identical in so <laughs> down many to ways. The I mean, down to the daisies. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. Um, but there there's a domino. And I, I want people to know it doesn't have to be this long. Yes, we're we're always in the process of being healed and being more free. But there are domino moments where he yeah. collapses our former understanding and can really, yeah. I mean, he doesn't need a lifetime to set you free. Yes. There are markers in our life. And I just believe that with what Anne has just released in that story, this is something you don't, we're going to put a link to Athens College of Ministry where you can actually call and receive the type mm. of prayer that Anne just um, talked to you about. You can receive that. Yeah um, over zoom. And so that's available mm-hmm. to you, but it's truly yeah. Jesus is with you right now. Yeah. And he knows your story and, mm-hmm. and you can sit and pause yeah. right now for yourself and yeah. ask him, what do you want to talk to me about? What's the first time that I began to feel like, just like Anne, just like me unworthy. Mm-hmm. And he, and then ask him, where were you in that memory? And, and just let that unfold. Cause he, he you know, He's the Holy Spirit is the one that yeah. sets us free, not some yes. professional prayer person. Yes. You know?
2: Yeah. That's what I mean. When you say that prayer, Lord, I feel like I'm stuck. Yeah, I feel like I can't get beyond this. Jesus and Lord, I need your help. And give me wisdom to know what to do or who to talk to. James one says, if any of you lacks wisdom, yeah. let him ask of God who gives generous. He's fighting for you. He is. Yeah.
0: He and is. Then, and this
2: is now, I feel like there were some key areas that I went back to, as you said, Karen, like I needed some key areas, like in that performance driven part. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: But now it looks like this. Let me give you an example of something that just happened a few months ago. Um, Not too long ago, Less than a year ago, I was diagnosed with melanoma. And so I got into a uh, to a doctor that was four hours away and they just wanted to do a consult. And so I said, all right, it, it's like they got me in the next day. So I'm mm. so excited I get to be in there because I want to have this melanoma off as soon as I can. Sure, Dave, my husband says to me, do you want me to go with you? I'm like, no, it'll be fine. I'm going to have lunch with my brother who lives in that place. And he got me in. And it's a, just a consult, so no big deal. So I go down, I have the surgery, and it's probably a five to six inch inc- they Oh, and they say, we're going to do it right now since you're down here. I'm like, yes, oh. let's do it right now. <laughs> like, I don't want to make this trip again. This sounds great. So it was, it wasn't, you know, it's a six inch incision, so it was pretty big. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm driving home. Oh, I I go have lunch with my brother who's nine years older. And he says, Hey, how did it go? I'm like, great. He said, can I see it? I'm like, sure. So I lift up, it's on the back of my arm and it's just glued. So you can see the incision. His face goes, I haven't seen it. His face goes white and he goes, and where is Dave? I'm like, well, it, it was just supposed to be a consult. And then his wife comes and she looks at it and she goes, wait, where is your husband? I'm like, well, he didn't know that I said, do it now. (laughs) Like he didn't
1: know. (laughs) And so then I'm I'm driving home. My
2: best friend calls me and she says, you know, I tell her what happened. Like it's going great. I said, I'm going to take a nap though. I'm so tired. I need, I'm going to take a nap in this parking lot. And you guys, she's so loyal. She goes, where is your?" Husband, I'm like, you guys give him a break. He didn't. <laughs> no.
0: This is me. This totally sounds like this something totally, I would do. Be like, I'll be fine. Oh, I'll be fine. I'm it's fine. a massive yeah, it's surgery. I'll positive. be fine. Yeah. yeah. It's local. It's, it's local. And
2: so then I start thinking, yeah, where, where is, is my dad? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And I start thinking, yeah, why didn't he come? And because my friend said, when the C word, when cancer is involved, your spouse is there. So anyway, so now you see how I feel like this is so typical in any relationship. Sure. Now I have a choice,
0: uh-huh, you know,
2: you do. and I start going down this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? He isn't around very much when I mm-hmm, need help mm-hmm. and he's not blah, blah, blah. And my friend had said to me, I said, Michelle, you know, I'm okay with this stuff. And she goes, why is that? Anne? Yep. Yeah. Why are you always wanting to do it alone? Yep. And why don't you ever ask for help? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so oh, I I think I just got my heart pierced. Oh Lord, me too.
2: <laughs> so then I ask, I'm I say pray, Lord, I'm just driving. Lord, yeah. what is it? Is that something that happened to me that Lord, Holy Spirit, is there something that happened to me that's made me so independent mm-hmm. that I will never ask for help? Yeah. I have this image instantly and i'm nine years old i'm at a baseball tournament in memphis tennessee with my dad my brothers my mom we're going in to eat with the baseball team and everybody and i i slam my finger in the door i have to go to the hospital because it's bleeding um i break my finger i'm waiting for a long time in the emergency room finally my dad comes in my mom had taken me he walks in and he says, How stupid can you be? Oh, we don't goodness. have this time. We don't have time to take care of your finger. Oh, this is the dumbest goodness. thing you could ever do. Oh, and I can I'm a little feisty. I'm like, well, dad, it's not like I meant to do it. But that oh, night I had God. it was a bad break and it was hard to get it. They couldn't anyway. I it was in a lot of pain that night. But I remember thinking, as this little nine-year-old,
0: Mm-hmm.
2: don't ask for help Yeah, mm-hmm. because it felt so bad to be rejected Yeah, that I felt unworthy to have help or have someone yeah. be Careful. with me. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so again, I said a prayer like, Lord, here's, here's what I started to believe. I'm not worthy mm-hmm. to be helped. I'm not worthy. And I'm afraid of the rejection. Yeah. If I ask for help, what does that mean if I won't get it? It mm-hmm. means that I'm not good enough to receive that help. Yeah. Well, and so yeah. I'm t- I'm talking to God all about this, like, oh, Lord, like this. I never want people to help. I can do it. I'm good on my own. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't we say that? I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was just this great healing moment of, Lord, yeah. oh, here's the lie I started to believe. I'm not worthy enough. And I don't want the re- risk of rejection of not having someone be there for me. So I just would rather be it, do it alone. Do it yourself. So wow. again, I picture Jesus there and it was just this beautiful, I came home and I wasn't blaming Dave for not yeah. being with me because yeah. I'm, I, he asked yeah. me, do you want me to That's come? Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> right. So and it helps yeah, in everyday life. It does. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think what the reminder is for me, and I hope anyone listening just as we wrap up is like, you were in the word. You'd been to seminary. Yes. And this is eight years ago, yeah. and you've been married uh-huh. 37 years. 42.
2: Or well, 42
0: now. But I mean, eight yeah. years ago, oh. when all this kind of cascade, it's like you'd had a, a lifetime with Dave. Yeah. Experiencing these locked up places of your heart. And mm. so I just. I think anyone listening who's like, well, I'm 70, I I don't need, and it's like, (laughs) I don't care how old you are. There is more. I mean, that is why we do this podcast. There is more, and there is a kingdom to advance, and Jesus needs us to be free. That's right. He has invited us into freedom. And so, Anne, as we wrap up, will you just pray for people who are like, I am locked up, and I don't think I knew it. Because yes. it's it's in the little, it's in the big, you know, there's just, mm. there's little T triggers and then there's big ones. And, yeah. and Jesus is like, bring them all. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. I'm, you're going to experience them in this world. You're going to have troubles and, mm. but bring them to me. And so will you just yeah. pray for people who yeah. are feeling, mm. you know, I'd just, yeah, all that. Thank you, Lord.
2: Father God, first, thank you for Rachel and Karen, that they're creating a place that we can come to know and understand your great love and set us free. So Lord, I pray for the listeners that are feeling like, "Oh, I'm just so stuck. I'm locked up." Um we I know that I was blaming my husband for some of the things that he wasn't meeting in my own life when truly it were it was just some of the pain of my past that I was wanting him to heal. But Father God, You see every single one of us, you know us, you see every tear, you see the pain, you see us cry and you're longing to set us free, to give us that abundant life. And so Jesus, I pray that you would fight for us.
0: Mm, yeah. Fight for
2: us as women when we feel so trapped and locked up. Lord God, put people in our paths. May the scripture come alive. Yeah. Lord, that we, when we give you everything, you're like, okay, girl, I see what you've given me mm-hmm. and I will yeah. set you free. So I pray for those that just feel like it's never going to end, or I'm so hopeless, or I'm so racked with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. God, meet them. May your Holy spirit set them yes. free. You yes. promised. That's why you came to set us free and may not only you set us free, but God, the Lord, will you help us to set our sisters free? We need each other help mm-hmm. us to lock arms, to love each other, to speak life into one another, because that's what you do. So, Father, I pray you'd put us on that path of healing. I pray blessing over this ministry and these incredible women too. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: amen. Oh amen. my gosh. And thank you, much. I mean, so I'm much. just like, can you come like be up here? Well, with I'm us? already thinking, okay. <laughs> can I we teach with I her? <laughs> see myself texting you. Hey, can we like set a you know a date for a 30 minute appointment? Because I, I, I need some wisdom. But th- listen, thank you so much. That was just Amazing. powerful. Um, I'd love to have you back and talk yeah. more about how you flushed this out in your marriage because I yeah. know that impacted your marriage so we'll have you back on for another yes. time but thank you so much awesome. I love you love too love you. Bye, Mwah, Mwah, Mwah. have a See great ya. day bye girl thanks for joining us on the there's more podcast check out the show notes we've got a 14-day spiritual warfare course that you can take as well as the code if you'd like to join us in the father's house bible study thanks so much for listening